Always a thrill and an honor when we are joined by the Director of Athletics at the University of Oklahoma, Joe Castiglione. He'll join us for the entire show here in uh, 21 days, our annual Joe C. Day coming up, just a segment today. Joe, welcome to the show. Good Friday morning to you. Good morning, Toby. How we doing? I'm doing good. How are you today, sir? Excellent. Excellent. I, uh, I'm standing outside. It kind of made me reminisce a little bit about our our Friday morning shows uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> TJ had uh, all kinds of music from uh, the stage play Oklahoma. It was uh, it was quite a thing we had as a, a running running show during that time. So I don't yeah. hear the birds like I used to, but uh, it's late in the summer. And the birds were always in the background. They'll make a 30 for 30 someday on our chats with Josie during the pandemic. That's for sure. Those were, uh, they, were, those were they were legendary. They were legendary. Well, are you excited about the season ahead, about the, the team that Brent Venables has put together this year? Oh, very much so. Very much so. It's there's so much to uh, you know to focus on, primarily because you know we've got a lot of exciting players that uh, we got to see develop last year that are back, but a whole lot of new ones. And I know you've been practicing some of their names. Right. <laughs> I know that uh, you'll be challenged in the booth, but uh, they're great, great guys, great players. The work ethic has been fantastic. Uh, their preparation, being around them is just, it's really special. I'm, uh, I'm excited. What do we have, 20-some days before the season starts? So can't wait for it to get here. 22 days away. How are we looking on the uh, ticket front? Are there still some opportunities for folks out there? There are, and uh, not many. You know, we're, uh, we're closing in on just a few season tickets, but we have several different um ticket packages that we've offered the last several years that are uh, still in play. Um, we've got a, a uh, an attendance streak we got to keep going, right, Toby? We've That's right. been selling out our stadium ever since uh, Coach Stoops' first game in 1999. So, you know, with uh, the excitement of our team, the top five recruiting class, you know, there's there's just so much to, uh, to be there and be curious about as well as uh, – get our team started off the right way. Um, you know, this, uh, you know, this, this uh, whole point this year is getting people locked in because we know what the schedule is going to be last year, excuse me, next year. And so the, this year you've got to be, you know, in a position to um, take advantage of it because there are, by experience, there are a lot of people that wait to the last minute. And uh, I'm telling you, it's not going to work out for them. Because uh, the, the fans that have these season tickets this year are going to be the ones that are going to be first in line. And I, uh, I know we've always been mindful of uh, trying to make our um, all of our events uh, family friendly. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the new uh, price point that we started this year of four hundred dollars for a season ticket in certain areas of the stadium. And we've had quite a bit of interest in that. And ticket uh, reps on our staff are ready to assist. People can uh, check into that at uh, Soonersports.com or call 405-325-2424, 405-325-2424. So we're, uh, we're ready and waiting to take care of everybody. 
there has been another seismic shift in uh, the world of collegiate athletics since we've last talked, really, in just in the last couple of weeks with uh, the new teams out of the Pac-12 joining up with the Big 12, Oregon and Washington going to the Big 10. Florida State is, uh, you know, causing some issues out there in the ACC. What do you think of the latest round of conference realignment, Joe? Well, candidly, there are a lot of mixed emotions. Uh, As you know, uh, we've been on all sides of this, and uh, it's it's never easy, and uh, yet you understand uh, what's taken place and, and decisions that have to be made, but that doesn't mean it's, uh, it doesn't cause some issues. And the, the part that really concerns me is uh, we've, we've just seen some decisions that could have been made better not be made at a timely point when it, it might have made a difference for many more schools. Um, I'm not here to sit in judgment. People probably are doing that around what we did. And we understand that, but we're charged with doing what's right for the University of Oklahoma. And uh, when we made our decision back in uh, July of 21, uh, it was very strategic. Uh, it, it didn't happen uh, overnight. You know, there were a lot of different uh, pieces of information that we processed over a period of time and, you know, saw the world in a certain way. And quite candidly, a lot of what we foresaw back then has taken place. So uh, in many ways, our forward thinking decision has been validated over and over again. And so I'm thankful and I hope Everybody around Oklahoma is thankful that our path forward is secure and the future in the SEC is going to be very, very good, exciting, and uh, great for the University of Oklahoma. But we've done this, and I hope people always realize as much as our world is swirling and there's so much to talk about, Toby, that uh, involves a student-athlete, we've got to always you know, remind people that keeping the student athlete at the forefront of all of our thinking and our decision making is is the number one thing, and uh, that's what we always do. I can um, sleep at night knowing that every decision we've made has been in their best interest, uh, our program's best interest, and our university's best interest, and the people that follow us. So we're going to work on focusing on Oklahoma and trying to make sure that our path is always great. Again, Joe's going to join us for the entire show on September the 1st. I'm excited to talk to you more about this topic then because there's a lot we can discuss, including you know, where do you anticipate all this is in the end going to land, how many teams, all that kind of stuff. It'll be, it'll be fascinating. But for today, final year of the Big 12, you said the word mixed emotions, the words mixed emotions a while ago. I would imagine that's the case for you here as well. We're all excited about the SEC, but one last lap around this conference, there's a little bit of melancholy there as well. What are your emotions going into this last year of the Big 12? Primarily focused on um, everything we can do to make sure our teams have the best path towards success, period. 
Um, they've, they've got a lot on their plate. You know, we, we know that. And uh, being the best student-athletes and best teams, as they come together, as they can be, our coaching staffs are outstanding, uh, supporting them. We know that uh, the competition is going to be incredibly fierce. We welcome four new members. We're going to be traveling to uh, a few new sites, um, uh, some we've been to before, um, but, but certainly not uh, competing in a conference game-type atmosphere. So uh, we want it to be um, a great experience and do everything we can to give them the best chance to win. We want to win as many Big 12 championships in our last year as we can. Um, the other mixed emotion is, you know, quite candidly, uh, you know, we've, we've always tried to be a great partner in the Big 12. I personally was at the table when the concept of the Big 12 was uh, developed. Uh, certainly you could go back and talk about conference realignment back then and uh, what happened uh, in the formation of the Big 12 um, to the Southwest Conference. And uh, we've got a, now one of the uh, the teams uh, in the that Southwest Conference is now part of the Big 12. Um, so, you know, you think about conference realignment has been around since the early 90s. So one move has always sort of started another. And it probably go back to maybe when Penn State went to the Big Ten, made it Big 11 at that point. And there was Big 11 for a long time until they added uh, Nebraska. So, um, and then 2010 is when we've seen the most recent dominoes fall and kept going you know, over the last 10 to 12 years. So, um, what, uh, and I'm happy for the Big 12. They've done a lot of good things you know, for their future. And as we've always said, we're going to be a, a really good partner um, for every day that we're in this conference. One thing I want to talk to you about in three weeks is how close did we really get to being in the Pac-12? Well, I'd be interested in going back to that so that crazy summer and kind of reliving that a little bit. But we don't have time today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll, we'll save that for a Friday because there's a lot to unpack there. I understand there's some breaking news coming our way at some point this morning. Is that right? Yes, sir. Actually, uh, right about the time you go off the air. That was intentional. No, not really. <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> no, no. So uh, probably a little after 9 o'clock, we'll be announcing the final two non-conference opponents for our 24 schedule. Um, Toby, you and I have talked about this before. You know uh, how we've been sort of working you know, along with the SEC uh, as, as we determine whether the conference was going to uh, have eight or nine conference games uh, in the year we start. In, in late May, uh, the decision was made that the conference would remain at eight for at least the 24 season. Uh, any decision beyond 24 has not yet been made. But uh, that put us in a position to have to find two games. Uh, we had an open date that we were holding, depending on how the SEC schedule broke out um, because if the 
conference went to nine, we knew some of the schools in the SEC would have teams that might have to move off their schedule, so we were going to take one of those to replace. But that didn't happen. And uh, when you do something like football scheduling, at this late date, the options are few and far between. In fact, there were almost nothing. Uh, we were able to get one Power 5 opponent that would work, one. And I'm very, very fortunate that that worked out for us. But the good news is um, for our fans, we're going to have seven home games nice. in 24. Um, I could tell you one of the dates for the games we'll announce at 9 a.m. is set uh, because we were able to determine through conversations with the SEC that that uh, a particular date uh, available in our schedule would not be one where they would place an SEC matchup for us. So the first three weeks will be set. So I'll tell me a, a little bit more without naming the opponents. So one, one will be uh, uh, held in, in the uh, open date during the first three weeks. And the other opponent that we'll announce is working with us to be flexible because we really don't know our SEC schedule yet, as you know. We know the opponents, but we right. don't know the dates. And we have the requirement that the um, Red River rivalry, uh, that's what we're calling it now, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. As of yesterday, yeah. yes. Yes, yeah. I, I'm with you. Just just call it OU Texas and be done with it. You know, Correct. we keep changing these names. It's, it's all marketing, and that's saying something for an old marketing guy like me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> in any event, um, the, the OU Texas game generally occurs in the uh, first or second week in October. So we uh, working with the SEC once that date is determined, and they'll build the rest of the games around it. So this other non-conference team has been uh, great to work with, and they're going to hold on until we know what our SEC schedule is because we'll know we'll have potentially a, a date somewhere in there that we're going to have to find a game. And uh, I don't know if we'll have the dates for the the uh, schedule of the opponents we already know by the end of August or early September, but I know they're working hard to try to finalize that. So we will announce the team at 9, but not the exact date of the game until we learn the SEC schedule. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So one of the two is a Power 5 team. Did I hear you say that correctly? Correct. And there will be seven home games. So both of these new opponents we're going to find out about are coming to Owen Field. And uh, one of them is going to play uh, on the open date between Temple and Tulane. So if I understood that correctly anyway, that means there will not be an SEC game until at least week four. Did I understand that correctly? Correct. So, right. And so you also know that the first three games of the 24 season will be at home. Nice. Okay. All right. So just after you, you didn't tell us who it was, but you did give us some, some juicy hints there. So uh, that uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Just after 9 a.m., yeah. we're about an hour and 10 minutes away, folks, for finding out the final two opponents in next year's OU football schedule. That's correct. Joe, thanks. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, again, folks, there are a few, not many, 
A few season tickets remaining, 405-325-2424. Jump on them now. Not only does it get you a seat for this year, it gets you first in line for that first year in the SEC next year as well. Joe, thank you. We appreciate it. My pleasure, Toby. Look forward to being on with you uh, the uh, Friday before the first game. It will be a lot of excitement for sure. A lot of excitement and a lot of breakfast. That's uh, that's our annual. <laughs> well, you tradition. know, we'll never. <laughs> you know, we have a certain standard we have to uphold. That's exactly right. That's right. Thank you, thank you, Joe. My pleasure, Toby. Talk soon.